Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. They'll give comments on social media. They'll be teaching in the classroom these new doctrines. They'll be teaching even in cartoons. Trying to teach you, trying to mold the mind of a generation that it's okay. That it's okay not to live for God. It's okay to go after your own passions, go after your own desires. Even if that passion and desire is against the word of God, it is okay. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. All around the world, we appreciate you so very much for tuning in. I know the Lord has a rich and relevant word that will change and inspire and impact your life. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And for those of you that are joining us online, make sure you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message and so many other series. I mean, it is packed. The network is packed with just wonderful, godly men and women who are bringing forth the word of the Lord. Check it out today. Well, as you know, everyone, we've been in a series for a while now entitled Fake Church. Fake Church. And we started out by giving you a warning, telling you that danger is coming and indeed is already here. So we thank God for the pulpit ministry of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth and shows us things to come. Let's go back now and go into 2 Timothy, the third chapter, 2 Timothy, the third chapter. And we're going to read now verses one through seven. We've been stopping at five, but the Lord says, go down a little bit further. So we're going to follow, follow his leading today. Thank God you're praying with me. And it says this, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Verse 5, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. As we said, we stopped here in previous lessons, so we're going to go a little bit further because verse 6 and 7 continues to talk about the they, the they who act religious, the, the they who are scoffing at God, the they who consider nothing sacred, the they who will betray their friends, that they who will love pleasure rather than God. Verse 6 says, they are the kind who walk, rather who work their way into people's homes. And when the confidence of vulnerable women who are 
burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Verse 7, such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. Now, I want you to understand something. Normally, usually, I would say, well, the women here represents the church, uh, represents the church. And we can see that in Scripture in many different cases. But as we take this upon, take this by face value, we'd see a completely different picture. Sometimes we would say, well, the women here represent just people, people who are vulnerable. They're vulnerable. Vulnerable. Why? Because they reject truth. They reject the power of God. But as we take this by face value as women meaning women, what does this mean? It says that these are they who, verse 6, who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with guilt and sin and controlled by various desires. Now, why is this important? If you're a student of the Old Testament, one thing you'll find out was that, or a student of the word, you'll find out that, especially in this context, in this culture, which we're talking about here in 2 Timothy, women were not really educated. They weren't allowed to be educated. It was really a man's thing. And, and this is why in some parts of the scripture, they tell the women to remain, uh, to learn at home in, in silence. Ask your husbands at home because they were not allowed to be educated with the men. So women here talks about those who are ignorant of the truths of God's word. And also in the Old Testament, uh, the Lord told his people, don't intermarry with other cultures. Don't do that because men, when you do that, you're going to bring this foreign woman inside your home and she will eventually cause you to worship her gods. And that happened over and over and over again. It was not that her nationality was a problem. It was that she was pagan. And she turned the hearts of the man who turned the hearts of the family, who turned the hearts of the children to pagan idols. And so much as the culture uh, today, the Lord said, these, when these women don't know, they're vulnerable, vulnerable because they don't know truth. And it says that these, these who reject God, these who mock at God, who scoff at God, these will worm their way right into houses in the houses of those who don't know truth. And the houses of those who, have re, um, who are vulnerable because they have not been taught, vulnerable because they have not studied the word for themselves. And there will be a lot of people that are vulnerable in this time that have not studied the word of God. They don't know what God said. They have no clue. And these false teachers come in the house. They, King James said they will creep into houses. Another word for that creeping there in King James' is, uh, definition is that they will insert themselves into your house. 
It's like you and you having a friend and you both are talking, minding your own business and you're talking. And then here comes a third person inserting themselves into the conversation. Hey, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was just like that. I understand that. And not only do they insert themselves in the conversation, they began to take over the conversation. This is the type of meaning here who were these people that have. Uh, no self-control, these people that uh, reject the power of God, these people who act religious will come and insert themselves into people's homes. What homes? Homes of the vulnerable, homes that have not been a student of the word of God, homes that don't know what God actually said. They'll come in and insert themselves there, and these people, because they have not heard the truth of God's word, will believe what these others are telling them. They'll believe these false teachers. And these homes, these people will be forever learning, but never coming to the understanding of truth. It is this culture that we're going to talk about today, and we're going to speak from the subject of what happens when demons talk. What happens when demons talk? talk you're living in the culture now when doctrines of devils demons it's proliferating in our society today and unless you prepare for that and know where you are you don't think that something's mighty wrong something strange listen let's go further further let me do a little bit of recapping now we said on last time that the real church is marked by power the false church rejects power, but the real church receives power. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares in 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 20, that we live by God's power. That the real church lives by God's power. Now, here's the thing. We've given you this illustration before, but let me give it to you again. If when you go back home, when you leave here, you go back home, and you turn the light switch on and no light comes on, you don't just sit in darkness. You go and find out what the problem is. Did the fuse blow? Did the, is a light bulb out? You ask, did I pay the bill? You begin to question instead of just accept and sit in darkness. There are a lot of people that have named the name of Christ who are sitting in the darkness because they have accepted that this is just how it is. I'm supposed to be sick. I'm supposed to be broke. I prayed and nothing happens. And then they stop right there. But the word says that God's people should live by power. You need to question if you prayed and that prayer was not answered. You need to ask God why. If you pray for someone to be healed and they did, not got, they did not get healed, ask God why. If you're turning the light switch on and nothing's happening, you know the power is still on at the power plant. You know there's no power that there's no uh, God is. You know that God is not powerless. You know he's got all the power and you know he wants to follow that power through you. So if we're not seeing results, it's time for us to question and to ask because it is your right to live by power, to live by God's power. Stop accepting the darkness. 
Stop accepting the darkness. And then we went over to 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And let's read verses 3 and 4 one more time. 2 Corinthians, rather, 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verse 3. It says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires. Just like the vulnerable women that we talked about there in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. These people will follow their own desires. They will will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. You living in this time right now, not only are people rejecting power, God's power, but they're also rejecting the truth. And this truth and power is actually one person. He's the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is both power and truth. He is the spirit of truth. And in this climate which we're living in right now, when people are rejecting the Holy Spirit, when they're rejecting power, they're rejecting truth. You're going to find a lot of false teachers. You're going to find doctrines of devils. You're going to find demons speaking, trying to fill in the void because they don't know. And why don't people know? Because they don't want to be made godly. They don't want to live a holy life. They want to continue to follow their own appetites and desires. Because of that, the devil will seek to seek to fill in the void of knowledge and he will give them false information. Let's look at this. Let's go to uh, one more time. Let's go to first Timothy. Now, first Timothy, uh, the fourth chapter. Let me show you this first Timothy, the fourth chapter. You need to know where you are and what's happening right now. First Timothy, the fourth chapter. Look at verses one, two and three. It says this. Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the what last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars and their conscious are dead King James said their consciousness is is seared as with a hot iron. In other words, they can no longer tell what is true. Now, what are these demons teaching? What are the doctrines of devils teaching? Well, you see a good picture of this in verse number three. He says, they will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. But God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. These are false teachers that are creeping their way, that are inserting themselves into the homes of our culture. These false teachers are not just over pulpits in churches. If that's the only place that you think you'll find them, you are sadly mistaken. These false teachers will be talking, will be teaching you in your entertainment. They'll be teaching you in your movies, in, in music, in sitcoms, and in magazines, and in articles, 
television and on your news broadcasts, in your news feeds. They'll give comments on social media. They'll be teaching in the classroom these new doctrines. They'll be teaching even in cartoons. Trying to teach you, trying to mold the mind of a generation that it's okay. That it's okay not to live for God. It's okay to go after your own passions, go after your own desires. Even if that passion and desire is against the word of God, it is okay. These doctrines of devils, something happens when demons speak. And you'll even find famous people expressing their, expressing their viewpoints using their clout, using their credentials to express their own opinions. And people will see them and say, well, so-and-so believes that. Then it must be true. Because they have rejected the truth of God's word. Because they're ignorant of God's word. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable. And not only are they hearing this message, these doctrine of devils, these demons teaching, now they are they hearing it, they're taking it in. They're taking the bait, hook, line, and sinker. And millions upon millions in our society and around the world are believing the lies. Believing the lies that are told so well. As a matter of fact, the lies are being told so well, so well that the truth seems like a lie. It seems that it is wrong for you to serve God. It seems that it is wrong for you to name the name of Jesus. It seems that it is wrong for you to remain a virgin before you get married. Oh, how they will taunt you and talk about you. How they will criticize you. What is truth is being cast down in the street. Because the world is rejecting the spirit of God, because the world is rejecting truth. They are rejecting power. There is a vacuum. And the devil comes in to fill that space. There is a systematic attack right now. Where the truth of God has been, well, the truth or what is truth is being marginalized and you're being desensitized. To see that God is really not true. There's really nothing more to this Christian thing. There's really nothing more. There is a concerted effort to change the way you think. And it is happening every single day. To keep you neutered. To make you feel normal. When God called you to be supernatural and live a supernatural life. The devil does not want you to pray. He does not want you to read your Bible. He does not want you to be filled with God's word. So he's going to do his best to keep you worried about money, worried about stuff. He's going to do his best to keep you at work and, and focus on all the other things in life. Because he knows that if you ever begin to grasp who and what you are, that you will turn this place upside down. If you ever begin to grasp that you can be 
be like him, that you can do the works of Jesus, that you can walk with power and great authority, then he knows that you will turn this world upside down if you ever grasp that you don't have to be normal. You don't have to be usual. You don't have to be confined to the things of this world. You can be like him. But what happens when he creeps into your house and you begin to believe the same old lies? You become just like everybody else, as weak as they are, and you have the answer. What happens when we no longer believe that when we pray, things happen? What happens when we see someone sick and we say, I'll pray for you, and then we forget? Or somewhere inside we think, well, nothing's going to happen anyway. We become just like everybody else. We can't let that happen. And what happens when people that claim to name the name of Jesus, that claim to be born again, what happens to those who call themselves Christians, who wear a badge of Christian, what happens when they reject truth? Again, there's a climate for the devil to creep in And the world is ripe for what's called the apostasy, the falling away, the rebellion. Upon this, in this atmosphere, as the enemy brings all this together, you will find that every rebellion, every apostasy, every falling away has a leader. And that spirit is called the Antichrist. Even now he is sending out his minions Oh, weaving its way into the culture, trying to make you the morning and believer, trying to make you feel that you are weak and insignificant, trying to make you feel that you are less than and that you are wrong, what, that, that you are just religious. Oh, I don't want to be like that. When you hold the answer. Look at 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. We're going to read just a, do a little bit of reading here. You need to know that you are called to live a life of power. You're called to live above and not beneath. You're called to do that. But we must believe once again. We must chase after him once again. You must, child of God. You must. You must. They're in pain. They're in agony. They're travailing. And you hold the answer within you. We must cry out until the answer rings out. Until the change comes. Let's talk about this rebellion here in 2 Thessalonians, verse, no, 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. It says this. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and and how 
we will be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God. You expecting the rapture to take place? We say it's going to happen any moment. The great snatching away is going to happen any moment. It will not come until there's a great falling away, a great rebellion. Is it happening today? How many churches are being closed down? How many people that you know are, are Christian or say that they are Christian that are drowning in worry? That have lost the desire to pray? Or don't even go to church anymore? The rebellion has already begun. The falling away has already begun. It has already begun. So the Lord is wakening the church, stirring the body. He's stirring the body. Those that would hear his voice and harden not your heart. He is stirring the body. He is stirring the body, stirring the body of true believers and is going to pour out his power and is pouring out his power upon all flesh. So that they can wake up. It says there's going to be a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness. King James says the man of sin, the man of lawlessness is revealed. The one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God in every object of object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Don't you remember that I told you about this when I was with you? Verse 6, and you know what is holding him back. It's not a what, it's actually a who. You see this further down. This who is the Holy Spirit. And you know who, or it says here, what is holding him back. For he can be revealed only when this only when his time comes, verse 7. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly. It's already working in the culture right now. It's already happening. Already happening, turning the hearts of people right now. And let me stop here just for a moment. When the Bible talks about sin... When it talks about sexual immorality and, and perversions and drunkenness and all these things in the New Testament, when it talks about all the how people that do this will not inherit the kingdom of God, it's not talking to the world. The word is talking to the believers, to the church. It is Jesus that brought us out of these perversions. And the word of God is reminding these things. You were like that, such as you were. You were like that, but you received the word of God and he changed you. 
But what happens when the church begins to tell the sinner, hey, you're wrong and you need to stop that. You're trying to make the sinner, the godless, live by godly standards and that's impossible. The only sin that needs to be convicted and preached on to the worldly system is that they have to believe in Jesus. And this is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. He will convict the world of sin because they believe not in him. They believe not in Jesus. You're trying to preach to a man who is in a closet. He's in his closet and the lights are off and it is pitch dark. And you're trying to tell him that his clothes don't match. He's looking at you like you're crazy. He can't see what you see. The only thing you can do for him is turn on the light. And once the light comes on, he can clearly see that he is messed up. But you keep telling him, you're wrong. You're wrong. You need to live by the Bible. When you could not live by the Bible without Jesus, it's impossible to do the things of God without God. Turn on the light. Why tell that man all these things? Tell him about Jesus. And when he turns a light on, he'll see his lifestyle. When he has a desire for Jesus, when he has a desire for truth. Because remember, before that, they follow their own desires. But when their desires are changed. When they have a hunger for righteousness. When they have a thirst for righteousness. Then they'll see what you see. Other than that, they're sitting in darkness. And you're trying to tell them how to live and what to do and what not to do. You count, you're telling them you're in sin, you're going to burn in hell. You're in sin, you're going to burn in hell. You're going to sin, you're in sin, you're going to burn in hell. He, didn't, he does not understand anything that you're saying. Because he can't see it. We put knowing Jesus to the far back corner. And we promote a lifestyle first. When a lifestyle cannot save them. Only Jesus can. Let's get back into the word. Verse 5 says again. Verse 5. Don't you remember that I told you about all this when I was with you? Verse 6. And you know what is holding him back. For he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly. And it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. When Jesus calls his body home, the rapture of the snatching away of the church is when the Lord simply calls his spirit home. All those who have his spirit will be gone, taken with him. Once the Holy Spirit, the body, the true body is taken out of the way, then that old lawless man, the man of sin, the Antichrist, then he takes form, then he takes shape and really goes around and does something terrible. Look at verse number eight. It says, then the man of, yeah, once we're taken out of the way, then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. But the Lord, 
But the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those to fool those on their way to destruction. Why are they on the way to destruction? Because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. Going right back to the beginning. They don't want power. They don't want truth. So the devil is filled in the vacuum with lies and trickery and deception. And they're eating it hook, line, and sinker. Verse 11, so God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So what are we to do in this culture? What do we do in this time? Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 15. It tells you, with all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teachings we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Simply hold on to the word of God. Don't let it slip. The word of God is your anchor. It is your anchor. If you put the word of God behind during a time when the enemy is like, it's like one of those slip and slide rides. The ground is so slippery. If you choose to put the word of God back and no longer focus on his word, no longer hear his word on the daily, you're going to slip like everybody else. The deception is that strong. It's that strong. People will claim that you, people will say to you that you're, you're old-fashioned. You're, you're closed-minded. Jesus cannot be the, the only way. That's just, a, or they may say, that's just the way the culture is. That's just what people do. But what does the word say? And again, you cannot make them live by God's word when they don't have God. It's just not going to work. They can't do it. They physically, spiritually cannot do it because it takes the spirit to lead you into truth. Where do we start? Give them Jesus. Give them Jesus. Look beyond what you see. And let me tell you this. The most effective evangelists in this hour, the most effective people in the body of Christ in this hour are those who can look beyond what their friends are doing who can look past the drugs, look past the sexual perversions, look past all of that and see the person, see their need for Jesus. You understand that's exactly what Jesus did for you? He saw you in your sin and your mess and he received you and you heard his word and you turned on the light and then you began to see I've been doing wrong. 
I really messed up. And you cried out for him. And he entered in and he saved you. It's the same pattern. But if we as his church always go and pointing fingers, making the world try to trying to make the world follow the same standards that we follow when they have not power. All it always sound is like a, a tinkling brass or a gong and it's just a lot of noise. It can't do it. Let's focus on turning the light on. You are a watchman on the wall. You see truth. You know the spirit of truth. But you must look past their darkness and see them. Look past their darkness. Look past the perversions and see them and know that they need Jesus. And ask Father, please help me to share Jesus with them. So we're going to stay in the word of God. We're going to listen to the word of God. Find your best Bible app and just let the word of God play. Let it play on the daily. You don't have to play it all day long, although you could. But keep the word saturating your mind. Get in your own Bible. Set Bible time. Set a good prayer time. Develop a prayer life. I didn't say you had to pray all day, but you can start, at least start that and grow in your prayer life. Grow in your learning of the scriptures. Grow in it. You have to grow. You have to grow. I'm not setting a time for you. I'm setting a grow for you. Grow. Whatever you focus on, get stronger. Pray in and with the Spirit because you are in that time, saints of God. And if there's ever a time for God, if there's ever a time that the Lord needed and, or that we, the body, needed to rise, that they needed to be, that they need, the world needs to see a difference, it's now. I appreciate Todd's testimony. I heard that testimony. I appreciate all your testimonies of how he was standing around people he didn't tell them who he was, but they discerned this man is a man of God. If we carry ourselves the way the world does, they won't know the difference. I didn't tell you to be untouchable. Jesus was touchable. I didn't tell you to go and sit around out somewhere and be by yourself Jesus was touchable. He was reachable. I'm telling you, be like Jesus. Find your image as that of Christ. Let Jesus be your role model. You want an American idol? Let Jesus be your idol. Endeavor to be like him, to walk like him, to move in power as him, to be patient like him, to forgive like him. And God will use you greatly in these end times. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word that you've given us today. And Lord, I pray that every word that you have spoken will fall upon the ears of those who love you. Lord, I pray that this word will, bring, will be planted in good fertile ground and it will bring forth a harvest 100-fold. Holy Spirit, I pray that you continue to lead us in truth and show us things to come. 
And my friends, those of you that are joining us right now online and those of us in this room, if you have never welcomed Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you feel the pricking of God in your heart right now, you know you need to make a change. You know that you need him. No man can ever do that for you. The Bible says that Peter discerned who Jesus was because the Father revealed him. God shows you who Jesus is. God does. If today you have a sense of your own sin, sense of your own guilt, and you don't know what to do, you know you need to go, but you have no idea how to start, how to pray, what to say, you just know that today is that time. Well, then here is your next step. God is already dealing with you, so that was the first step. Here's your next step. We can pray this prayer together. And if you add your faith, and if you believe, He will hear you, and he will save you. He will. So just pray this prayer with me, everyone here. Just pray this prayer with us. And just say, Father, I come to you, a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe in Jesus, in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. I turn from my sins and I turn to you and I ask you to save me. From this moment forth, I ask Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. Make me yours and I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Now feel me with your Holy Spirit and give me the evidence of a changed life. As of this moment, you are mine. I am yours. I am your child. You are my father. I am home. Jesus, you're my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, it's time now for you to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Be baptized. Be baptized. Join a good Bible-believing local church, one that's teaching you the Word of God. And if we can do anything to help you, let us know. We'll be here for you on the Kingdom Rock Network. You can always go to our website at kingdomrock.org and send us a note, send us a letter, letting us know how the Lord is blessing your life. We are praying for you. And we love you guys. And we'll see you all the next time. All right, bye-bye. And give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap a little bit louder. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus, so much. Love you, Jesus, so much. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.